Hi, everybody. It's Kevin Collins, the host of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast presented by Cape and Islands Mitsubishi and Cape Codder Boats. Hope everybody is doing well on this beautiful morning. We have another great podcast to release for you today. It's going to be episode number two of the 2023 fishing season. And in this episode, we're going to feature Ryan Collins, the proud founder and creator of My Fishing Cape Cod. We will also get reports from Sam Mullen of the Goose Hummock Shop in Orleans, Mac Fields from down behind the counter at Riverview Bait and Tackle in South Yarmouth, and last but not least, we'll check in with Evan Eastman of Eastman Sport and Tackle in Falmouth. We're going to hit on to Tog, flounder inside Cape Cod Bay, a full striper report from not only inside the bay, but out in Buzzards Bay, Vineyard Sound, Nantucket Sound, the mouth of Bass River. And Evan Eastman's even going to give us a great surf casting report from the beaches of Falmouth up through New Seabury toward Pompanesset Bay. This podcast was first released to MFCC members back on Friday, May the 12th, and it's now going to be released to you for your listening pleasure. Now, if you want access to these podcasts and all the great information within them immediately, so maybe it's a little bit more timely for you, head on over to myfishingcapecod.com and become a member. When you join up, you'll get immediate access to our podcasts every Friday morning right before the weekend, and hopefully... It will help you have one of your best fishing seasons yet. So with that out of the way, let's dive right into the content on today's program. Hope you all enjoy the show. Welcome to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. The My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is your local source for the latest news and information on fishing Cape Cod. Now, here's your host, Kevin Collins. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast presented by Cape and Islands Mitsubishi here on MyFishingCapeCod.com. I'm your host, Kevin Collins, back with you for episode number two of the 2023 fishing and podcast season. It's great to be back with you in this beautiful month of May. The weather is finally starting to warm up a bit. The breeze is backing off and folks are able to get not only outdoors, but out on the water. I've seen a ton of boats go in the water over the last week to 10 days. It is a sign that the season has officially started here on Cape Cod. So as usual, we've got a great lineup of guest experts joining us on today's program. In just a few short minutes, we're going to be joined by MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. Next up will be Sam Mullen from the Goose Hummock Shop. After Sam checks in, we'll be joined by first-time podcast guest Mac Fields from down at Riverview Bait and Tackle in South Yarmouth. And last but not least, we'll be joined by Evan Eastman of Eastman Sport and Tackle in beautiful Falmouth, Massachusetts. So as promised, a great lineup for you today, so let's dive right in. Well, first up on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is none other than MFCC founder and creator, Ryan Collins. Ryan, how are you on this beautiful blue day? I'm doing great, Kevin. It really has been just a beautiful day today and pretty much all week. Really, really spectacular. Yeah, it was a little breezy yesterday, but looking out over Cape Cod Bay today, it's it's nice and flat. The sun is out and it seems like the summer season is right on our doorstep. It really does. And I was out on the water on Monday with Bruno and it was almost tropical out there, Kevin, especially once we got down to the Brewster Flats area. It really did feel like it was summertime. So you're correct. It's 
it's on the horizon. I'm sure we'll still get, you know, some more northeast winds, some more chilly days, but this is a little taste of what's to come, and it feels good. So let's go back to the beginning of the week, Ryan. You said you were out with Bruno Demir from Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. What were you guys doing out on the water Monday? We were flounder fishing in Cape Cod Bay. Bruno's got his boat down in Sasuit, and we did pretty well. We headed out around 8 in the morning, and that was the incoming tide. So it was pretty much dead low tide when we started. And Bruno had a few spots that he wanted to check out, and we caught a lot of sculpin, which is not the target species, of course. If you're not familiar with sculpin, they're very similar to sea robins, very thorny and spiny. But we did get into the flounder. I'd say we caught eight to ten keepers, with one of them about 17 and a half inches, which is pretty good size for a flounder. So overall, it was a good um, trip and just drifting around 30, 40 feet of water in Cape Cod Bay right now. I think you'll have a pretty good chance at catching some flounder. And for those who might not be too experienced with flounder, Ryan, can you talk a little bit about how you targeted those fish, a little bit about the setup that you used? It was the same setup that I used way back when, fishing with my dad off Scusa Beach in our little 12-foot tin boat for flounder. Just a little 5-ounce, 4-ounce, or 3-ounce sinker, depending on how quick of a drift it is, with a flounder hook. It's a special design hook that is perfect for the mouse of flounder. They have very small mouths, so you have to use a special flounder hook. And we were using mussels, clams, and sea worms for bait. Seemed like most of the bites were coming on the sea worms, but I know I caught a nice keeper on a clam. And as we talk a little bit about the spring fishery here on Cape Cod, Ryan, uh, a lot of folks getting their boats in the water over the last week or two. Uh, I know Memorial Day is a big target for some other folks, but one thing I haven't heard a lot about this spring is haddock. And normally... Uh, in years past, we've had a pretty good haddock fishery off the South Shore, off my neck of the woods in Plymouth in particular. Uh, a lot of folks going uh, out of Green Harbor targeting haddock out on the bank. Uh, what are you hearing about haddock so far this May? Well, you're right. It seems like it's been a little bit slower than last year. I did a trip with Eddie Kuyumjian of Monomoy Tackle last May 6th, and we did really well just outside of Marshfield. And then a year ago this weekend on May 13th, I was out there with Jimmy the Greek and we did really well. So I'm yet to see anybody post anything in the forum about being successful with Haddock. But I did get a call from Captain Cullen saying, hey, if you want to try scheduling some group trips for Haddock, you know, we could we could give it a shot now. So I don't have, you know, really firm intel to share, but he wouldn't have called me if there weren't haddock, you know, being caught. So that's good news. I'm hoping that we'll see some more reports in the forum over the next week or so, because I definitely would love to get some haddock for the uh, freezer. They are delicious. Yeah, I, I think haddock for me, as someone who doesn't love the really fishy fish, uh, the tender white flaky meat of haddock. Uh, you can pretty much do anything with them. I know I've made some fish tacos with them in the past, but tremendous table fare. And as you mentioned, uh, if you're able to get some fillets, they hold up really well if, if you freeze them. Oh, absolutely. And we have plenty of resources on the site, both on the blog and inside the forum, about haddock if 
anyone who's listening is interested in giving it a shot this year. Now, I know another hot topic in the forum uh, and that has everybody kind of a buzz here on Cape early in the season are the fact that there are, I'll say, slot to above slot size striped bass swimming in our waters already here the first week or two of May. Uh, Has that continued from when we last spoke? I believe so. I've heard of some really nice fish being caught in Buzzards Bay. I heard a report of some quality flat fish feeding on baby scup in Buzzes Bay, which is pretty cool. Then in the canal, I personally saw a fish that was 40 inches taken. And then earlier this week, when going over the Sagamore Bridge, I looked down and there's fish busting beneath the Sagamore Bridge, and they looked pretty good. I mean, they were pretty big busts, pretty big swirls. And then I got a photo on Monday from Steve Leary of Wingman Sport Fishing. He got stripers in Cape Cod Bay on live mackerel up to 37 inches. So they're definitely around, you know, the water in the bay is really cold still, but there's a lot of mackerel in the bay. We saw them on the sonar on Monday when we were flounder fishing. I saw mackerel on my underwater camera after I was reviewing the flounder footage from Monday. And there's tons of herring around too. It's been a really good year for the, the herring. So a lot of big bait around. Not that surprising that there's already some big fish being being taken. Yeah, I know that you just mentioned scup and bass feeding on baby scup. Uh, are there larger scup moving into the region too? I know they kind of show up this time of year, uh, almost coinciding with the sea bass, if you will. Yeah, so to the dismay of people who like fishing for squid in Nantucket Sound, I believe there's already some big scup that are moving in. I saw a report in the forum from Mike Dixon. He went out squid fishing, and they ended up catching a ton of really big scup. So not the target species for that trip, but it's the first I've heard of there being some really big scup caught. So I would imagine, you know, Nantucket Sound off Hyannis probably has them. And this is the time of the year where those big scup come into Buzz's Bay as well. So if you're looking for porgies, you know, they're being caught. Now, looking ahead at our calendar for the weekend, Ryan, the weather looks pretty good, and I understand we have a meetup event planned for this Saturday. Yeah, it's at 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. at Sandy Neck Beach in Barnstable. We're going to have a meetup with free stereo coffee. I'll have some giveaways and free raffles, And we're also going to have an optional long-distance casting competition. You don't have to participate, but if you'd like to, we'd love to have you join us. So that's 8 to 10 a.m., Danny Neck Beach in Barnstable, Saturday morning. And is that just kind of show up at 8 a.m., Ryan, or do you have to register for that event? If you can shoot me a message and just say, I plan on coming, that's even better. You know, that way I have a little bit of an idea for how many people to expect. But it's real casual, no cost to attend. So if you're in the area and you're free, feel free to swing on by. All right, Ryan, I'll let you get back to enjoying this beautiful bluebird day. It was always a pleasure catching up with you, and we'll look forward to chatting with you again on next week's podcast. Sounds good, Kevin. Tight lines and take care. Well, up next on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good buddy Sam Mullen from down behind the counter at the beautiful Goose Hummock Shop in Orleans, Mass. Sam, how are you on this gorgeous day? 
I'm doing good. Yeah, it's uh, a little nip in the air. It's a little chilly today, but uh, the bite's still nice and hot. <laughs> so let's talk about, you know, bottom fishing first. I know the end of April into May has been a big Tatog Blitz out in Buzzards Bay. Is that thing still going on? Absolutely, and that will to continue to uh, be a good bite. Uh, yeah, guys have been doing really well on uh, jigs and rigs, uh, all using green crabs, Asian crabs, uh, even sea worms too. Uh, you know, this is another good bait, but that bite will definitely continue uh, in, uh, in Buzzards Bay area and a lot of other areas too for Todd. So talking about other areas, I know Buzzards Bay has just been the place to be. I know uh, down at Mass Maritime, they have the camera down in the water, and you can see, you know, a lot of the folks have been watching the togs swim around that really cool underwater camera, um, you know, right off the west end there. What are some other areas to hit, too, if you, you can't get to Buzzards Bay? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the camera's pretty cool. I like how you can just pretty much watch it, like, 24-7. You can always check out this tog. There's always one or two tog poking around. It's, it's pretty neat. But uh, other spots, you know, in Cape Cod Bay, um, you know, there's uh, rock piles everywhere around the bay that you can fish, um, you know, outside of Sisuit and Barnstable area uh, near the one and the five mile can. Um, you know, you try to find any kind of good rocks, a good structure, and, you know, watch your screen and you'll you'll come across some some good schools of tog and uh, just be dropping down uh, the jigs. You know, in the 20 to 30 feet, you can, it's pretty good with the jigs, just uh, like the classic uh, tsunami tog treats or Joe bags. But uh, once you start to get in deeper water, it's a lot easier using like a high-low rig, you know, with like a three, four to five-ounce bank sinker. It they uh, it run, runs a lot better when you start to get into some deeper water, and you get more bites for sure. Um, you know, especially with the high-low, it's more crabs, more fish. So I know as we record here in the second week of May, Sam, uh, we're all turning an eye towards sea bass as well. Have you heard any reports? Uh, on sea bass or anything maybe a little bit to the south of here on sea bass yeah so uh the season officially starts and kicks off but uh guys are definitely uh getting them around uh, you know vineyard sound uh with that warmer water buzzards bay by bycatch and tog uh because they will hit crabs too but uh you know we got another about uh was it a week so that's saturday uh it'll be opening uh and i'm sure you know the whole entire south side will every boat launch will be filled up uh tons of boats and tons of anglers trying to get the sea bass but uh yeah with the big push of squid and everything there's it was it's been good so sea bass will be right on the tail and pretty soon there'll be no squid left behind it'll be all sea bass eating them so but yeah no around the vineyard and and then the vineyard sound in that area and uh into buzzards and then uh there'll be you know i mean nobody really people have been fishing nantucket just because it hasn't opened yet but Soon there, it'll be a good bite, you know, when it's officially opens. And talking about squid, I understand that's been really good the last several weeks, and especially at night. Has that bite kind of turned into a good bite during the day as well? Yeah, yeah, it's, it can be good during the day. You know, night is still just ideal, but uh, now that there's words of bluefish around, I bet that bite will start to uh, definitely get a lot quieter, um, you know, because once those blues come in, they... They absolutely just destroy the uh, squid population, but um, it's still a good bite for sure, and uh, you'll definitely get your really good numbers at night, but you can still catch them during the day for sure, you know, around Collier's Ledge in that area for sure. So. And with the bluefish, where are you getting the reports of the blues showing up this early? Uh, you know, around the Mashpee area and, uh, and then all the way to, uh, you know, to Katuit. Um, You know, they're, they're poking around in numbers. We're just hoping for more southwest wind. 
uh, you know, to keep pushing them up in some selfies to kind of hold the bait um, and just post push them right down the coast. So hopefully, uh, you know, anytime, you know, around the Bass River area and West Dennis Beach should be heating up any any day now. And talking about striped bass really quick, Sam, I saw you guys did a cool little almost instant reaction Instagram video on the Goose Hummocks Instagram page of the new slot. I know it's going to kind of catch people by surprise as they head to the Cape for the saltwater season, a lot of our seasonal residents. Now the new slot is what, 28 to 31 inches? Yeah, 28 to 31. It's still uh, voluntary. Uh, it will uh, actually be implemented in uh, July 2nd uh, by to the state of Mass. Um, so right now it's still 28 to 35, but uh, it's technically in, in good terms, it's voluntary it's to start it. Uh, to try to keep only fish from 28 to 31. Uh, that's how it's going to be. So it's it's, it's a tight window, but, you know, if they make the rules, they make rules. <laughs> yeah, and what has the reaction been in the store, you know, in general to people coming in and kind of finding out that news? Yeah, it's it's definitely abrupt to try to bring that up in such, a, you know, late notice. I mean, uh, it's, you know, it's it's May, you know, it's they're here, you know, and uh a lot of people, you know, they got to change the saltwater regulations in books and pamphlets and online. And, you know, so I've, I've, uh, in my personal opinion, it's a little late. But, I mean, as long as it's not put actually into place for till July, um, you know, people will actually follow it by then. But, yeah, people are, are definitely weary of it. And, uh, you know, charter captains, you know, they think it's just such a small window, you know, when they're trying to catch fish uh, for people to bring home, you know, if they say it's a you know, it's a little bit of an issue, but you got to follow it, I guess, you know. And in terms of the striped bass population, it seems like they've shown up in, you know, in earnest now and, and earlier than some folks are used to seeing them. They're inside Cape Cod Bay now. What are we hearing about reports for, you know, stripers in the bay? Yeah, it's been an absolute fantastic year so far, um, which is the warm water temps and the flats. Um, you know, and on all the shallow water across the entire bay, uh, you know, ranging from the canal all the way up to, you know, Wellfleet into P-Town area. Um, those herring, they showed up early, so the bass did too. Uh, it's been really good. Um, so that, that's that's a great thing. Um, and uh, with the mackerel around too, that's another good thing about the bait. But, uh, yeah, we took a cool video on the uh, on the goose with the drone footage that Matt did. And uh, they were all just in shallow waters. And, uh, yeah, guys been catching, you know, mid-30-inch fish, you know. So it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I saw that drone footage of the fish kind of meandering lazily around the flats in, in not much water. Uh, have you or anybody from the store had a chance to kind of get out there and try to target those fish and, and see what they might hit? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the pencil poppers are the best thing to possible this time of year. Um, yeah, because usually, I mean, you know, uh, you know, Mother's Day weekend is in years past. It's like, all right, we're gonna get to start to get bass nowadays. But uh, you know, now it's just a lot earlier, which is nice. And uh, you know, uh, big pencils are to imitate herring, and there's some squid in the bay too, and uh, mackerel. You know, uh, anything uh, you know like that uh, of a big pencil, and then uh, during the day, and then uh, swimmers at night are always good. You know, SP minnows and uh, hydro hydro minnows are always great to use uh, for nighttime. And the, the night bite is great, too, if you want to lose some sleep. <laughs> yeah, and with the night bite, um, is there any rhyme or reason to, to when to go at night in terms of 
the tide or anything like that? I know it's a little dicey when fi- fishing the flats, you know, especially as it gets dark. Yeah, you know, the best thing to do is really just fish that incoming tide, you know, at night, you know, from shore. You can you can wait out and do that, but you always got to go with a buddy and be well experienced. Um, but otherwise, you know, just that incoming tide because, you know, if it's low tide during the, the day, you know, it'll uh, really heat up um, the flats. You know, the sun will heat it up, and then when that incoming tide, it's just warm water coming over, and uh, that's the best time to really do it. And then outgoing tide can be very good at stage well depending on the way the uh the wind's blowing you know it'll it'll actually hold the bait of the fish but but uh wind coming tides always always could have been a good rule of thumb for stripers and in terms of the store sam what's going on down at the goose and what's kind of hot in terms of what people are picking up in the store for the 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 early arrival of the stripers yeah so uh spooks doing good we have a big thing of heat and spooks and uh we got the uh yosuri top knocks it's another good little spook and uh Pencil and the Yosuri uh, pencil poppers have always been good, and uh, no live bait needed has uh, been a, a great product for us. And they have an eight-inch bait. It's a great imitation of herring, and uh, it's kind of you know it's a nice soft plastic, and all ranging from uh, half ounce to two ounce heads that you can put on there. And it's really durable hooks, and people have been really liking them, so that's good. All right, Sam, we'll let you get back to work on this beautiful day. Thanks so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us here on the podcast, and we'll chat again in another couple weeks. Awesome. Sounds great, Kevin. Tight lines. Well, next up on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good buddy Mac Fields from down behind the counter at Riverview Bait and Tackle. And, Mac, it's a beautiful day up here in Plymouth, Mass. How's it down Cape? Uh, Sun's out, finally. The weather's uh, getting a little more consistent. And uh, fishing's picking up all over the place. So let's talk a little bit about bottom fishing to start. I know that the t- uh, the tog bite has been red hot. Uh, let's start with that. What are you hearing about tog? Um, I mean, locally, it's just been getting better and better over the years. Uh, we seem to we seem to be having uh, more and more people requesting green crabs and tog gear. So we're staying on top of that. Um, currently, still have fresh green crabs in stock. Uh, yesterday, uh, actually, was the first time I've ever waited to tog in at the shop. It was caught right out front of Bass River. It was a five and a half pounder. Um, I know I've never I've been here six years. We never waited one in since I've been here, so that was good to see. It seems like it's getting better and better every year, and um, with all the work they've done um, rehabilitating the reef out front of Bass River, the old tire reef, we're starting to see. Like I said, that that fish came. Uh, out front of Bass River, and, uh, you know, it's just good to see the Tatauga right there now. Yeah, so that old tire reef, that's a—that's an interesting point you just made. Uh, how much water are these guys targeting these tog in on that reef? Um, I mean, generally speaking, it's all less than 30 feet, obviously. Um, this, the, you know, they put all that uh, concrete and rubble down there, that clean land uh, fill, and um, it's just attracted everything. And, you know, you're generally speaking, you know, 25, 20, 25 feet. Awesome. And in Nantucket Sound, I know that there's, you know, generally a lot of life starting to flow through this time of year. You've probably got squid and other stuff going on. Uh, I know that there's scup trying to move into the area as well. What other species are you hearing about? Uh, I mean, right now it has been the striper thing that's uh, obviously picked up across the board all over the place. Um, The squid, unfortunately, as we know it, um, has kind of moved on already. We all know that's a quick season. Mm. And um, aside from that, you know, we're 10 
days away from opening season of sea bass and fluke, which a lot of people look forward to. Um, on the bay side of things, winter flounder, I guess, has been steady. Um, I haven't heard anything too crazy, but it's been steady. We've been selling a lot of sea worms and uh, sea clams for that. Yeah, we just had Ryan on talking about flounder in the bay. In terms of uh, more toward the sound side, you mentioned two species, that, um, especially the sea bass coming into the area. That season opens in another week to 10 days. Are you hearing any early reports of, of fluke and sea bass in the area? Um, I haven't heard anything about fluke, but yes, on the sea bass. I know people have been catching them as a bycatch while tatogging. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely the sea bass are here for the season. I, I haven't heard of anybody saying anything about fluke being caught on the uh, Nantucket Sound side. All right, let's get into the striped bass fishery, which I know has been, you know, very prevalent early here in the season. Uh, what are you hearing from guys coming into the shop about stripers, both uh, in the sound side and in the bay? We had a couple of canal guys come in that said the canal went off the other morning, which was good to hear. Uh, a lot of good-sized fish. And uh, locally, you know, we always see stripers early season solid in Bass River. And, uh, you know, I've heard fish, you know, Herring River, Swan River, um, but there's fish all across the board. On the bay side, I haven't heard a whole lot so much. Uh, I know there's no real charters going just yet. And then I did hear kind of a telltale, you know, report about bluefish on the bay side. I don't want to give that location out, but someone said he'd caught a couple nice-sized bluefish already off the uh, a jetty on the bay side. That's well, good to know they're already kind of making their way into the bay, and you're hearing them in other locations as well outside the bay? Uh, me, no, I haven't heard of anything otherwise. Got it. And getting back to stripers kind of outside the bay, uh, more toward Bass River, what are those fish eating, do you think? Uh, I mean, mixed, uh, you know, between Chase and Pogi schools, which have been around for a good month and a half already, um, and then smaller bay fish, maybe silversides, uh, whatever else, living up in the river. I know predominantly they're chasing the pogies. And in uh, terms of freshwater reports, we like to hit on that as well. What are you hearing about in terms of what's being active uh, in the kettle ponds around Cape Cod here now that we're in the month of May? Well, now you're asking something that's in my wheelhouse. Um, I uh, Right now, um, the largemouth and smallmouth, you know, they're kind of, I've seen a lot of uh, definitely pre-spawn, seen some fish on beds. Uh, we're not that far along. Um, there's definitely no post-spawners. I can't imagine that. Uh, I did get on the water the other day. Uh, we we absolutely crushed them, nothing giant, but, I mean, between smallmouth and largemouth, we probably caught, you know, 30, 40 decent fish um, across the day, and uh, kind of a mix of them. The hair, I saw herring all throughout the ponds. Uh, yeah, you know, the bite was active, but we are getting at that point where the fish are going to be full spawn and they'll be pretty darn picky, but... Uh, I didn't see any of that the other day. And when you were out on the water, freshwater fishing, give us some kind of insight as to what you were using to target these fish. Were you using live bait, or were you throwing lures at them? What was going on? Uh, yeah, it was just artificials, just, you know, regular finesse stuff, kind of a little of everything, because uh, pre-spawn, you know, when they're when they're on the feed, you can kind of get them, you know, even burning a spinnerbait sometimes, and we were using the wind to our advantage, uh some crankbait action, some finesse stuff, um, but just usual pre-spawn stuff. You can kind of throw a little of everything. Uh, you know, and another once they get locked on the beds, then it becomes a little tighter, and, uh, you know, we then we kind of wait for that post-spawn, uh, you know, summertime pattern. 
And you spoke about large and smallmouth, but there's plenty of other species you can target as well, right, this time of year in the kettle ponds? Yeah, yeah. There's always uh, you know, the mixture of perch, yellow and white, and then uh, pickerel. Um, and then we, we had a bunch of trout that we saw, but we weren't targeting them. You can still catch them this time of year. The water was uh, just around 60 degrees all day. 60 degrees, that's nice and toasty compared to the water in Cape Cod Bay, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's, I mean, these kettle ponds, they warm up quicker. And in terms of the shop, what's going on in the shop, Mac? Do you guys get anything new and exciting you want to talk about or, or anything that's flying off the shelves? No, just the usual stuff. Uh, you know, there's some new product this year. There always is. Uh, we're looking pretty good going into the season, though. Our, our walls are fully stocked. Um, got plenty of stuff that still has to go out. And uh, we're seeing deliveries daily. And, I mean, we've been traffic has been steady uh, now that the weather's finally breaking. And with you guys being full service for fresh water and salt water, are you starting to kind of see that changeover take place where, uh, you know, you probably had a lot of fresh water guys coming in the last couple months, but now the salt water is really picking up? Absolutely, yeah. That always happens this time of year. As, as soon as um, the stripers show up, it you know, people start going back after that, which is the usual. It's good. You know, we we have all the trout fishermen in the, you know, late winter, early spring, and then the transition to salt water like it always is. I'm going to ask you one last question. If you were going to go out and try to target, let's say, a slot-sized fish, a striped bass to bring home for the table, any tips for guys on, on kind of where to, to look about, maybe that don't have boats, right, that maybe want to try to target these slot-sized fish from shore, on kind of where to where they would start and also kind of what you would want in your tackle bag? I feel like from all the reports and what I've seen, that, uh, you know, definitely a chance in any of the rivers here on the south side. Uh, I've heard good things about the canal. There being a good mix of fish all across the board. I mean, I saw pictures of people walking away with fish, so those were slot-sized fish, I hope. Um, I would say, like, the usual suspects this time of year, just having the mixture of uh, top water, you know, some, some good top water baits. Um, biggest seller for us is the you know, Yozuri top knock pencil right now. And then uh hard body swimmer, like an SP Minnow is a classic. I mean, everybody has it in their bag, I assume, at this point. Um, maybe a bouncing a bucktail around might hit them. Uh, and then also, of course, your soft side swim baits, any, you know, shad type bait in variety of colors you know there's a few colors that are always popular all right mac want to thank you so much for sharing some of your time with us here on the podcast you were a great guest my friend and we'll look forward to having yourself or lee back on the show in a few weeks yeah sounds good brother well next up on this week's edition of the my fishing cape cod podcast is our good friend evan eastman of eastman sport and tackle down in beautiful falmouth massachusetts evan how are you on this gorgeous day I'm doing great, Kevin. Thanks for asking. How about yourself? Ah, doing really well. The weather has finally kind of turned the corner. It feels like we're getting a definite summer vibe. Have you had a chance to get out on the water and do any fishing recently? Yeah, I've um, been fishing pretty hard the last week. I've been out on my boat. Um, did a little bit of a shakedown trip on Friday afternoon. Um, kind of fished the very beginning of the incoming tide. Wasn't much going on Friday, but I heard that... Um, Saturday morning at Middle Ground started to really uh, pop off and have a bunch of fish. And over the last couple of days, I've fished there and uh, done really well. Um, a couple nights ago, we got into um, kind of near West Shop, got into some 
some really nice fish. There was some overslot fish caught, a, you know, a bunch of slot fish caught, and really only a couple schoolies. So um, it seems like fish have started to really fill in to the rips, like Middle Ground and Lahamadu. Um, I was out this morning, uh, kind of got out there a little late, but um, caught a few fish at Middle Ground and then uh, went over to the rip off of Novska, and um, there was more action uh, off of Novska than I could tell that they were uh, they were feeding on some pretty large squid. Uh, the birds were concentrating in, in certain parts of the rips, and you could see the you know at least seven or eight inch squid popping out of the water. And they were busting on the surface, so uh, caught a, caught a few there. But um, yeah, there's definitely uh, quite a few fish, uh, in particular at uh, Middle Ground. So these fish that are up on top feeding on the squid, what are you using to get them? Primarily, um, either a shrimp-colored epoxy jig. It's kind of that that orange tinge that they have. Uh, either that or, or an amber-colored popper or amber-colored spook, but. Um, I like the epoxy jig just because I can cast it a little bit farther. I can still work it on the top and kind of skip it across the top. So, um, in essence, it kind of acts like a spook-style plug, but I can cast the epoxy jig really far. Um, unfortunately, my, my rotator cuff is torn on my, my right shoulder, so doing a lot of surface plug action over time just makes my shoulder kill. So, over the last few years, I've switched over to epoxy jigs, and they cast a mile. They work really well. I don't have to do anything special with the plug uh or the the jig rather and um it's been really effective um it, I, in my opinion i think that shrimp color looks a lot like what the squid look like when they're popping out of the water and i know you mentioned uh middle ground as well were the fish at middle ground were they up on top as well or were they a little bit further down so i was fishing pretty close to west chop and we were fishing in like seven ish feet of water okay this was two nights ago and so um, we found this little kind of curve in middle, you know, middle ground, obviously it kind of, you know, comes, it's like an S shape at times. And we found this little ledge and they were just hanging off this little ledge. And um, me and uh, a buddy were getting our, our epoxy jigs right in to the rip, letting it sink just a little. Um, if I didn't get hit right away, what I would do is I was stemming the rip and I would just let the epoxy jig just kind of, as my boat was going about three miles an hour, just kind of stay still and not get sucked into the rip. I was just letting it hang on the surface and kind of dance on the surface and they would just come up and slam it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like the epoxy jig primarily because my shoulder, but they work really well. Now I know we had a, a couple folks on earlier in the show and we talked a lot about buzzards Bay and what's going on there. Um, wanted to ask you just about, you know, kind of the length of vineyard sound, uh, out, you know, the Elizabeth Islands. Are guys uh, kind of fishing off the Elizabeths at all and having any luck, uh, you know, out toward Cuddyhunk, uh, maybe the end of Nashon, um, th that far out, or are you generally sticking closer to kind of the Woods Hole proper area? Well, I, I, I've talked to some guys over the last few days who have ventured down, uh, like Robinson's, for example. I had a customer in yesterday who said he got some uh, slot-sized fish off of Robinson's. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he ventured all the way down to Cuddyhunk. Um, there was some fish up at Cuddyhunk, but it sounded like he was uh, fishing a little bit closer to to Woods Hole. And then I heard yesterday inside the hole there was tons of birds. There was uh, stripers feeding on the surface in Woods Hole too. Um, 
so yeah, you know, Robinson's Cuddy Honk, they've, I've heard they've had fish. Uh, I personally, I don't need to go that far. Yeah. Um, cause middle ground so close to Falmouth Harbor, but I've heard of, you know, definitely fish down that direction and in the woods hole too. And how about up the other direction there, Evan, toward like Wacoit, uh, New Seabury, Pompanesset, uh, Bay up in that area. Have fish made it up there yet? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, talking to guys who, you know, on kayaks or John boats fishing in Wakwai Bay, there's a bunch of <clears throat> schoolies in there. Definitely some some slot size fish in there. Same thing with Papanessa. I've heard of guys fishing in Papanessa Bay getting some up there too. Um, and those are great shore spots. And I know guys have been getting them from shore too. Um, but Papanessa, too, it's kind of as far down Cape as most of my customers sure. are from. So, um, you know, th- that area definitely has, has a bunch of fish. And, it's, you know, it's probably going to be pretty good for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, if you were going to target, let's say, just for the shore guys, right, um, almost between where your location is uh, at Eastman's, you know, down in, in Falmouth proper, um, kind of up through Wacoit, and toward Pompanesset, as you mentioned, as far as, you know, generally the customers will come to go to yeah. Eastman's, that whole stretch of beach. Um, if you were going to give some tips, you know, for a shore fisherman looking to target striped bass this early in the season who might be maybe a little unfamiliar, right, um, with fishing for stripers this early, what are some tips or, or helpful pointers uh, that you would want to give them or maybe some tips for what they should carry in their tackle bag? Sure. I mean, personally, I, I like to fish around the entranceways to the salt ponds, mm. you know, tide depending um, whether I choose to fish on the inside or the outside of these salt ponds. And I'm referring to, you know, Bristol Beach and then Great Pond, the, the, the entranceway to Great Pond is a, a great spot to fish, especially the jetty. If you're facing the sound on the right side, there's always fish. Um, hanging out on the outside and outgoing tide or on the inside and on the incoming tide. Like South Cape Beach is, is a very good place to fish. Obviously, the Papanesset area, uh, there's a few places up in that direction where you can fish from shore. But locally in Falmouth, I, you know, Manat Beach, I was there the other night. Unfortunately, there was so much mung in the water inside of coming inside of uh, Bourne's Pond uh, due to the, the commercial draggers, which They've done a number on the bottom around Falmouth, and there's just mung everywhere, which obviously is a disappointment when you're trying to fish, whether it's middle ground or inside of Bourne's Pond. I mean, I can't, half the time you can't even make casts. There's so much mung around, and I, I, I really question why the draggers are allowed to, to do that. And, you know, unfortunately, the other night I had come into um, about 500 dead uh, scup on the surface. Uh, right outside of Falmouth Harbor, and oh, I heard geez. down the way a little bit, there was thousands of them, and these commercial draggers are, you know, it's a bycatch, and they're just dumping them in the, in the ocean because they can't keep them, and they're all dead. So the draggers have done a number. Middle ground is just covered in weeds, but um, to get back to your original point, all those south-facing beaches that have an estuary or a salt pond inside of them, those entrance points... And, and same thing with the buzzard space side of Falmouth. There's a few spots over there that I like that are uh, around those entrance points. And um, so Minot Beach is always a great place to fish. Uh, I was there a couple nights ago, and there was guys in the surf catching them. So that whole stretch of south, the south-facing part of Falmouth is, is, is really, really good right now. Would you consider it kind of a, 
uh, an early start to the year, or in your opinion, is this kind of right on schedule? No, it's definitely early. It's definitely early for sure. Um, you know, last year I was I was kind of looking back at my fish log. I really wasn't catching fish in the rips till like the middle of May, I want to say, or like the, the 12th or 13th of May, and they showed up, you know, three or four days ago. So, you know, and just and, and also people catching fish from shore. I mean, it seemed a little early this year. It, the tog seemed a little early this year. Mm. So, you know, maybe it's global warming. Um, having that effect of everything showing up early. And as far as I can tell over the last five years, it's, it does seem it, it, everything's on the early side right now. And in terms of Eastman Sport and Tackle, can you give us just an update on, on what's going on with the shop? Anything you want to talk about? Now's your time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, over the last five years, kind of my, what I've been doing is listening to my customers. And, you know, if I hear something about 10 times or more that I should be carrying. Um, I've been adding it over the years. Um, fully stocked with everything for striped bass, tog, sea bass, cup, bluefin tuna, because that's on the horizon. Um, but I attended a, uh, a retail uh, roundtable session with On the Water, who had some, uh, some gentlemen from the ASA and Mass Wildlife, and um, we were just talking about striped bass conservation Obviously, the emergency uh, slot has gone down to 28 to under 31. And um, looking at the numbers from last year and seeing how many striped bass from both recreational and commercial anglers that were killed, they're really trying to protect the 2015 class and those 32 and up fish and give them a chance to breed because... Fishing was amazing last year. You know, there's no doubt about it. And all these tackle shops, charter captains all benefited from it. Commercial striped bass fishermen benefited from it. But um, we really have to think about the long-term survival of these fish. There's so many people who rely on them for their, their livelihood. I obviously think that taking home a fish every now and then is absolutely fine. But we have to think about what's going to happen in five, ten years from now. And we saw in the early 90s the number of striped bass non-existent, so they had to do a moratorium. You know, I hope you don't get to that point, but, you know, some things to consider is keeping less fish, you know, consider uh, using inline singles on your plugs. You know, we really got to make sure that these, that what used to be the upper slot of fish have a chance to, uh, to spawn because, you know, in my opinion, I think that striped bass are in, are in trouble and uh, there's been a lot of pressure put on them over the last few years. So, um, you know, I'm, Totally in support for conservation efforts for striped bass because, you know, without striped bass, a lot of these, you know, tackle shops on the southern part and all over the Cape and all over New England will only benefit from, you know, conservation efforts. You could maybe keep less fish this year or really try to practice some safe catch and release practices. You know, I think that would go a long way. Well said, Evan. I couldn't have said it better myself. And we look forward to working, you know, in partnership with you here at my fishing Cape Cod to just kind of continue to push that conservation effort and make sure everybody's vigilant uh, as we go through this season uh, about the new slot and using efforts like, you know, crimping or crushing your barbs and kind of just yep. taking what you need, right, is the um, is the name of the game, right? Being responsible, being respectful. Uh, it's perfectly fine to take home a 30-inch fish for the table every now and then. That's what fishing's yep. all about, right? But, um, sure. you know, but just also being respectful of – of, you know, taking what you need, taking what's necessary and 
leaving plenty for future generations. Really, striped bass is, is really only good fresh. I mean, you really can't freeze it to th- you know thaw it out and try to cook it. Well, Evan, it's been great chatting with you, and we look forward to continuing the conversation, not just about Eastman's and Falmouth proper, but about the striped bass population as we go through the podcast season. It's a pleasure to have you back with us, Evan. Great. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate your time. My thanks to Evan Eastman of Eastman Sport and Tackle for joining us on today's program. And I want to take a moment to thank all of our guests all the way back from the start with MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins, Sam Mullen of the Goose Hummock Shop, Mac Fields from Riverview Bait and Tackle, and Evan Eastman of Eastman Sport and Tackle. And also, I want to take a moment to thank you, all of the members and our loyal listeners, for taking time out of your busy weeks to tune in here to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. And as usual, feel free to leave us any feedback or suggestions for future episodes. Ryan and myself are all ears. So that's going to put the wraps on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast presented by Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. I'm your host, Kevin Collins, signing off. And until we chat again next week, tight lines and take care. Thanks for tuning in to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. For the latest local news, information, and fishing reports, be sure to log on to MyFishingCapeCod.com. From all of us at My Fishing Cape Cod, tight lines and take care.